Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. This episode topic is taken from my last month's newsletter, Love Letters from Gina. Lots of people messaged me that it was really helpful to them, so I wanted to share it here. And last month I wrote about the question that so many people ask after sex, which is, did you come? This is a pretty well-meaning question with some major flaws. It usually stems from a genuine interest of wanting to know if the other person had an orgasm. Problematic issue number one, you truly do not know if your partner came or not. Fair enough, especially if you're pretty new to one another. Some women climax quietly. If you're paying attention to only sound, you may not be fully engaged with your partner. Take note of the way their body moves, the way their breathing changes, if their energy changes. So if energy awareness is pretty new or mysterious to you and hard to sort of tune into when you're in the middle of sex, practice noticing these things in your own body when you self-pleasure. Here's what I mean. You can teach yourself to recognize subtle changes in energy in your own body so that then it'll be easier to perceive them in others. Two practices to help with this. So the first is a non-sexual practice. Throughout your day, practice breathing up through your feet and up through the center of your body and just past the crown of your head. Inhaling up, sort of imagining it coming up through the earth, up through your body, and then stopping just maybe six or eight inches above the top of your head. And then exhale from that space back down through your core and then imagine the breath going into the earth and below your feet. And it doesn't matter if you're seated or lying down, just imagine the breath as energy extending past you on the inhale and below you on the exhale. And then a sexual energy practice is when you're self-pleasuring and you feel this turn on, focus on that turn on as energy. 
play with moving this sensation. So use your breath, some sound or movement to see if that turn on can't be moved into a different place in your physical body. For example, if you're used to just feeling sort of hot and excited and tingly in your genitals, try breathing in with like maybe a raspy inhale to move that feeling up into your heart space. This is so much fun and such a powerful practice to expand your turn on and experiment with different types of orgasms. So I'll talk about different types of orgasms in future love letters, but just know now that You can move that energy throughout your body and it's really like this powerful, it's almost like a snowball effect where it can pick up energy and turn on as it moves through your body. Just try it. Problematic issue number two with the question, did you come? You may have been with women who have faked orgasm in the past and you want you're asking this because you want to know if what you thought was an orgasm what was clearly an orgasm was indeed an orgasm if your partner made every indication with sound and body and breath that they had an orgasm just trust this beautiful knowing it really sucks that someone faked it in the past with you but your partner has had people who have been dishonest too and they're not asking you to take a lie detector test. Basically, if your question is motivated by a past partner showing up as fake, figure out a different way to ease that old pain. Focus on what is happening in the here and now with this particular partner. One surefire way to ruin your relationship or any encounter is to bring another person uninvited into your lovemaking. Ask yourself instead, Is this about me and Theodora right here? Or is this just me needing to sort out some old stuff so that it doesn't come back and bite me in the ass? Problematic issue number three. The question, did you come, is placing the emphasis on orgasm. If the first thing you ask after being like panting and sweaty is, did you come, she will register this as orgasm is the goal. Orgasm is not the goal, pleasure is. Really, if I had to ration out one sexual awakened awareness piece and pack it in a sack lunch and send you out into the world of epic sexual bliss, it would be this. Focus on the pleasure. That's it. Placing so much emphasis on orgasm is just fodder for performance anxiety. Performance anxiety causes stress. It happens when you're so anxious about how it's going that no one is in pleasure. Or, or at least pleasure is diminished, it's tamped down. Getting out of your head is key to surrender. And if you're anxious about people climaxing this is what makes surrender difficult and then everyone's missing out on maximum pleasure the question did you come brings with it this sense of disconnection even if connection is the reason that you're asking the question it really leaves most of us thinking either one of two things um wasn't it obvious that i did or wasn't it obvious that i did not It can be either, of course, did you think I faked this orgasm? Or, 
geez, this is really important to him, their, her, so I had better say the thing that pleases. Even the most honest, empowered of us fall into this trap of people-pleasing in sex. We like you. We just shared our body with you, and we don't want you to feel disappointed. And also, we are very vulnerable and naked in that moment. And hearing that question, receiving that question, pushes us into people-pleasing mode. Here's a radical idea that may turn your idea of the sexual order of operations on its ass. Sex does not have to be over when one person climaxes. So what to ask instead of, did you come? First of all, give the moment some time. We would all like to receive compliments and validations, but resist the urge to ask the question, did you come? Begin with deep eye contact. Caress her back or her stomach with the tips of your fingers. Let your eyes follow where you're caressing. Let yourself feel smitten, fascinated, enraptured. Say something that feels authentic to you. Something that sounds and conveys tender admiration for the time that you just spent together. Wow, yum, holy shit, beautiful. That moved me to tears. Best part of my day right there. I could die right now, except that I wouldn't be able to do that again. Just use your own words. Celebrate the gift that you just gave one another. Sharing bodies is such a privilege. Let your first words after sex acknowledge this privilege. Whether you're enjoying one another on a casual basis or if you're deeply in love. After celebrating, you can ask for feedback. Your pleasure is so important to me, I would love to hear how that was for you. Offer the possibility of this feedback arriving to you in another form or another time. So not everyone is comfortable talking about sex. So allow your partner to tell you in that moment or later with a note or a voicemail or a text during a walk, after dessert, but really offer sort of an openness to feedback that that it feels like this genuine request and not pressure to them. And then offer your own feedback. For you, just know that every sexual encounter will be different. Mood, stress, health, timing, menstrual cycle, and so much more contribute to this ever-changing likes and dislikes of a woman of all humans. So allow for these by being open and present with each other in this moment. Consider keeping a sex journal, a pleasure journal, and in the journal, write down your experiences. Doing this with a partner is a powerful tool to grow communication, acceptance, and curiosity. Not everyone is a phenomenal writer, but practice. You can take turns writing, narrating, or passing the journal back and forth for silent reading and writing. Ask questions and think about the other person's perspective. A sex journal can be so nourishing and helpful. I think the post-sex spin is underutilized practice and every bit as important as like a political debate or some post-game or award ceremony spin. 
Asking did you come or how was that for you is okay, but if you want more than just okay sexual encounters, try some of these practices that I offered in this episode. Be the first one to hear about my practices around falling more deeply in love with yourself, your pleasure, and your partner. Subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I put the link in the show notes and the next one's coming up soon. They come out the third Wednesday of every month. There's so much juice in there, and I wish it for you. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, we magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me. <laughs>